Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. You guys, I am so happy because I have more podcast hosts on today's episode. I have Taken and Sadie from Our Golden 20s podcast, and I'm so glad we got them on here, you guys. It took like forever because of my life has been chaotic, as I've talked about before, but they're here. We're ready. We're having a little wine night. We're going to talk about navigating our 20s and just hang out and chat. So thank you guys both for for being here tonight. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It's perfect, like the wine night theme, because Tegan and I both just finished dry January. So we were like, this sounds like the perfect way (laughs) to celebrate getting through 30 days or 31 days of not drinking. So thanks for having us. How was, oh my gosh, of course. How was dry January? Have you guys, do you guys always do that every year or is that, was that something new for you? No, I've done it. um, I think this was my third year and I find that like every year I do it, it gets easier. So like the first Mm. year I did it, I don't even think I made it to February. I made it to like January 29th. And then I was like, that counts, right? And then <laughs> last year, I don't know. It just gets easier the more you do it. Like, and especially I think as you get used to like going to bars and ordering mocktails and stuff, it just gets easier and easier. I don't know. At least that's my experience. That's good. To yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, it was my <laughs> first time doing it and it definitely was not easy, but I was surprised by how difficult it was. Like mm-hmm. any social situation really? I was in, I was like, my first instinct if it's like going to a sports game because of course that's what I was doing I went to like a drag brunch like these are things that typically you drink at you know and like drinking's a big part of it so it was so challenging to be like no I'll just have some sparkling water I guess like something to hold still but it definitely was harder than I thought so good to know it gets easier with time yeah (laughs) Yeah. well that's like that's so hard because I feel like especially nowadays there are so many sober curious people people do dry January and then they end up like they end up loving it and they're like I don't even really want to drink alcohol anymore and I feel like we're kind of like moving into that where Mm. it's a lot more common for people to not drink anymore people are making fun mocktails yeah um but yeah the big question is like how hard is it when you're in social moments to be like um can I just get like that but with no Tito's you know like I feel like the social aspect has got to be the hardest part of like feeling like you're not fitting in maybe or it's just new but yeah that's so interesting I love it I have some rapid fire questions for you guys I always do these at the beginning of episodes and I feel like they're just fun we get to know you guys a little bit better they're so random um but let's just jump in. I have the first one as if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Oh gosh, my answer is probably so stupid, but I'm gonna say money because I, I was have a thinking money problem, too. So I'm like, <laughs> give me unlimited money so I can just shop my little heart out and I'll be I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking money too, but then I was like, maybe that's cheating because then that's like I don't know, unlimited of pretty much anything so then I was thinking an alternative could be like travel miles maybe like unlimited flights that is a good one yeah yeah I need that right now I was just looking at flights I'm like traveling a lot this year and it pains me to see what these flights cost oh um who is one person that inspires you Mm. it's hard to just name one yeah I feel like my 
this is also, I'm coming out with all the cheesy answers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> People are like, we're learning enough about this girl already. But I'd say probably my older <laughs> sisters, they're both, Aww. my one sister's four years older, my other sister's three years older than me. But they're both just like, I don't know, very ambitious people, always kind of like chasing their dreams, encouraging me to do the same, supporting me when it gets tough. So I feel like just being in life with them is really great, but I really look up to them. Oh, that's so nice. I was thinking Jane Fonda, <laughs> but... <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with Jane Fonda, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did, are you guys fans of Call Her Daddy? Because she just went on Call Her Daddy and I'm so curious. Yeah, I saw that. I think like on TikTok. So I, I've i never really listened to Call Her Daddy. Like I listened to the episode she had with, I think, Miley Cyrus. But mm-hmm. so I'll have to listen to that one too. She's been pulling some big celebrities that I'm like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll listen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like John Mayer was on. I was like, fine, I'll yeah. listen. You know, they're so interesting. <laughs> Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh gosh. I usually will sing Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. That is amazing. It's not good. I love that song. Yeah. That's funny. I feel like the only times I've really done like live karaoke is at country bars and Tag and I have done this together and tag what's the lady gaga song we sang and you and i you and i yeah that Mm -hmm. one was a bomb yeah so i'd say that would be probably be my answer i love it goodbye earl is a good pick that's another good pick i feel like i'm answering this for some reason (laughs) i don't know why no that's fine but i would have said probably like before before he Mm. cheats it's like the country vibe you guys made me think of it i'm like that's Everyone knows it, and then everyone, like, had exactly. an experience, and everyone's screaming, and it's, like, goodbye, Earth. Yeah. It's just, like, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, and then what's your favorite TV show? Ooh, my favorite TV show of all time is Mad Men, and it's something that I talk about nonstop because I'm obsessed with it. I also believe that it is the best TV show ever made, so I will, like, defend it till my grave, but I love Mad Men. I can watch it, like, over and over and over again so funny i feel like you are killing this like interview and podcast because you've already brought up all of tegan's favorite things to talk about yeah Wanda, <laughs> mad men she's like okay can we do this every night because this is yeah. literally her yeah this is where she thrives for me i'm like as basic as they come my answer is friends i'm sorry guys i'm like apologizing for my answers since they're so basic don't but apologize I've seen, it, seen it like a million times like i'm sure everybody has that that friend in their friend group who has seen it a gazillion times, and that's me. Yeah, we all know somebody, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then the last one I have is something. What is something that you guys have learned so far in your twenties? So Ooh. much. Like I don't even yeah. know where to begin. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like probably oh sorry tag sorry (laughs) um I was just gonna say I feel like the biggest thing I learned was to sort of like find confidence within myself and not to search for like approval or confidence outside of me Mm. yeah yeah that's a great one 
Well, good. I think mine would be that literally everyone's making it up as they go. Like, no one knows what they're doing, and I'm someone who puts so much pressure on myself to do the right thing, to have my life together, to, you know, just, I don't know, be very put together, and it's like, realistically, in your 20s especially, like, you're just figuring it out, you're just figuring out who you are, you're just figuring out what you want, and once you kind of get some more life experiences or figure out what you don't want, that's kind of how you learn what you do want so it is very much like a process rather than just being like this is what I'm going to study in school and this is the career I'm going to have and everything's just going to be linear and perfect because that's not the case for anybody and I feel like nobody really told me that you know (laughs) it's very much just been like trial and error figuring it out as I go and everyone's in the exact same boat yeah oh those are both really good ones I feel like with um, Sadie, to your point, like I, I remember always being when I was younger, like looking up to people and so I'm 25 and like looking up to 25 year olds being like, wow, they have it together. They're a big adult. They know everything. And like, I can't wait till I'm 25 and I know everything and I can do, you know, and then I'm here and I'm like, wow, like they're really like just winging it. Like, yeah, I mean, they like it's just so interesting the perspective that you have once you're in that role of like, OK, I'm realizing that like, we're all in this together and no one really knows what we're doing. We're just kind of like trying to figure it out. Like, exactly. I think that's such a good point. Oh, we are going to cover so much of that in a little bit about our 20s of just like, what are we doing or what are the rules <laughs> here? Um but I want to know, so, like, tell me a little bit more about you guys. So, actually, a little backstory. Um, we met, the first time that we met, we were actually both guests on a podcast. And instantly, I was like, you guys are so great. Like, I would love to have more conversations with you. Um, and so, you guys have a podcast called Our Golden Twenties, which mm-hmm. is so good. And I feel like so many of my listeners are going to love your podcast and vice versa because I feel like we have very similar demographics of, like, hey – we're in our 20s. We're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but backing up a little, like, how did you guys meet? And then how did you guys start the podcast or, like, want to even go down that path? <laughs> you guys, wait, you guys posted a picture? Yeah. Did you guys just post a picture today? Was that today? Yeah. I was. died. You guys posted a photo of you two, like, I was it kindergarten? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so cute. I was like, I'm so emotional. Why is that it's, so Yeah, cute? I feel like we had to share photo evidence because I feel it's just like such a cliche to be like, yeah, we've been best friends since kindergarten. And it's like, no guys, but we really have, you know, and now we're 27. So it's like, yeah, here's the proof. We're still going strong. So yeah. Anyway, take sorry. Keep going. So cool. <laughs> no, it's all I good. I interrupted you. I was just like, oh, the cuteness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's all good. So we met in kindergarten and we're friends like on and off throughout. Like we're both from a very small town. So it's like you just had to be friends with everyone in your grade because those were your only options. And then Sadie moved to the city of Toronto for school and I moved here for work afterwards and we got a lot closer And then, yeah, the idea of starting a podcast uh, during the pandemic when we were in lockdown, my husband at one point was like, you and Sadie should just start a podcast the way you're always chit-chatting. 
and <laughs> I texted Sadie and was like, Tyrell said the silliest thing. He said we should start a podcast. That's funny, isn't it? And then Sadie was like, no, we should do that. And I was like, oh, thank God. I wanted to do it too. <laughs> then, You're like, yeah, is it, is is it, it funny, funny or should yeah. we do that? <laughs> so... Yeah, the rest is history. That was February of 2021. So we're on to our third year. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. I um, Similar story, like when I was in college and I started a radio show, I looked at my, like, actually, we're, be- we're best friends now. Like, till I die, she's my best friend. But at that moment, we weren't super close. But we both went into the radio station and got a tour and stuff. And I looked at her like you looked at Sadie, like, oh my God, should we, should we do this? <laughs> like, should we start this? And we had a show for four years together. So it's so funny that like, that's, that's how amazing. kind of this all began. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go for it. You know, the crazy idea that you have, you're just like, if you have a good feeling about it, you just got to trust your gut and just go for it. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what we did. And the fact we've been doing this for, like Taken said, going on three years is absolutely mind-boggling to both of us because we thought it would just be like a fun little hobby, but then just we continue to get more listeners and we're like, okay, well now we can't let the listeners down. Like now we have to keep putting out episodes, you know, and it's just been such a great bonding experience for us. Like I feel like we're always, like we're texting 24-7 if it's about podcast ideas, like literally anything so it's really brought us closer together but it's just crazy how yeah how dedicated we are to this when it was just like a silly little idea that somebody said you know (laughs) yeah is it true that you guys haven't missed a week of pot like of a show yeah that's insane you just put me to shame nobody (laughs) I shouldn't have even brought it up that's but that's so like that shows right there like your dedication to the show and like your love for it and the passion behind it because like you literally are just you're grinding and Mm -hmm. I want to talk about like it's it's not easy like and Mm -hmm. I think now we are sort of getting a little oversaturated with podcasts Mm -hmm. but I think it gets weeded out by people that start it because they think it's fun they think it's easy and then they like kind of they'll do a couple episodes and they give up because it's not like there's so much that goes into it what were like the hardest things that you guys sort of realized once you started your show oh I feel like the most obvious answer that popped in my head is that it is like every week And that's Mm -hmm. like, it gets past the point of like, we're dedicated. It gets past the point of like, we're excited. It's like, you have to show up or else you have to deal with the fact that there's not going to be an episode. Like people have asked us how we stay motivated. And it's like motivation doesn't really even like fit into the picture because you're either doing it or you're not. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, how is like the res- what was the response like when you guys first started the podcast? Was there any doubt that you guys had with like putting it out on the internet being like, okay, we're going to talk into some mics and like talk about ourselves and talk to each other and then put it on the internet? Did you guys doubt putting it out? Was there any like reservations and then what was the response like initially when you first did it? Oh my gosh. Yes, I think we both suffered from a lot of imposter syndrome and to be totally honest, I feel like We still do, but I remember prior to even recording our first episode, like, we talk a lot about, like, a whole bunch of different topics, but it's very much focused on, like, self-discovery and self-awareness and that kind of being 
figuring out who you are through your 20s in every area of your life. So it's like a complex topic and it can get deep very fast. But the first thing that came to mind for me is what qualifies me to even talk about this? Like, I don't have, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a psychology degree. I don't have like research. It's just me. It's Tegan. It's our life experiences that we're putting out there. And I think that was scary and kind of a like kind of a limiting belief but also just like kind of what stood in my way but I'm also someone who like it needs to be perfect everything needs to be thought through before going live so it was nice just to be like no let's just do it and see what happens and I think the response actually has been positive because we're just everyday people you know like people can relate to us or people are like wow I didn't think about it that way but I'm going through that too and you know because we're just everyday people, that's what makes us so relatable and why Mm -hmm. the podcast has been successful. So it's kind of funny how it came around to be that way, but that was definitely, definitely a thought on the imposter syndrome side of things. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say to you is like, I think that's why people like the podcast so much. Like Mm -hmm. they, they're hearing your stories and being like, she's not a nobody but she's not a celebrity she's just like me like that's yeah that's exactly what I was going through and sometimes we like hearing from celebrities or people that have you know higher profiles and we're like oh like I wish we could be like but I think that that's why podcasts like ours resonate with people because we are just literally normal people and people are like wow that's really nice to hear someone say that when I was thinking that myself and I thought I was alone or whatever the you know the conversation is I think that's really special Mm -hmm. so but I mean imposter syndrome it it gets you it gets you Mm -hmm. I remember when I put mine out I was like I didn't think about it enough which I actually am happy about because I think if I had overthought it I wouldn't have done it but it it was I don't know something like kind of came over me and I was like I'm gonna do this it's gonna happen I got everything done in like a month like all the prep for it And then I posted like January 1 or whatever it was. And I was just like, we're doing it, whatever. And I don't think I thought enough about it until I was kind of in it. And then I was like, hmm. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) we're doing it. We're just going to like put that out on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I think it's so interesting how – how that works where like you may think like okay this is going to be maybe embarrassing if I share this but that thing that you could be embarrassed of is exactly what people hold on to and they that's what they love so much about it so definitely so interesting it is um so I guess overall like what is your podcast about for people that haven't heard of it or don't know about it and want to want to tune in yeah well our podcast we cover a variety of topics but like Sadie said, mainly focused on how to survive and thrive through your 20s. And even if you're not in your 20s, you can still listen and I think learn things. But we try to pick topics that we're experiencing or that listeners ask us to talk about. And so we'll have episodes about career growth in your 20s, relationships, how to create a nice house, whether you should live with roommates, how to pick what school to go to, how to create a resume, that kind of stuff. So it's very focused on sort of like self-improvement and empowerment. And yeah, primarily like women focused, although we do have some male listeners that are near and dear as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know sometimes I'll look at demographics and I'm like, 
there are yeah. men there. Look. <laughs> yeah. And I think one thing, too, that we really try to do with every episode is not just kind of chit chat, but also give mm-hmm. our listeners like actual things they can take away. So it's like, yeah, if we're talking about self-care, for instance, like that's something I feel people just kind of talk about. But we're like, no, this is like, I don't know, some ideas, you know, this is what you can actually implement in your life. And we try to make it very action oriented so it's not like you're just listening and you're like well that would be nice and good for them you know or it's it is Mm -hmm. hanging out with friends vibes and kind of wine night vibes but it's also very much like not this is also me just being intense but not so much (laughs) I'm like this is your homework but if you want it to be you can you know (laughs) here's your journal prompts for the week you know (laughs) yeah well okay so when we were on the podcast together as guests you guys brought up that um you guys do the journal episodes Mm -hmm. where you basically say like here's your time pull out your journal and let's journal together and I love that can you like talk a little bit more about that yeah well they're some of my favorite episodes I don't believe they're some of our listeners favorites just based off of (laughs) analytics (laughs) (laughs) Like the numbers don't say so, but But I love them because I listen to them and journal along. And so we usually try to time them around times when people are really busy. Like we usually drop one around the holidays because it's like maybe people aren't ready to listen to an hour of us chat about like how to improve your life. Like you got stuff going on. And so they'll just be short little episodes where we usually Sadie will find journal prompts and share them. And then we'll just put in some like relaxing journaling music. And the idea is that you listen, you write for as long as you have the music for, and then Sadie comes in with another prompt. So it's like very simple, but it's also, I don't know, it's, I find it very like relaxing and it's nice to have like, Mm -hmm. this is how long this journal session is going to be. I'm going to sit down and right away no I love them and I think they're genius because I'm somebody that is really trying to journal more I it's so funny too I was like bless my boyfriend but he is just like my listening ear all of the time and I always find myself apologizing being like I'm so sorry like I don't mean to just like throw all this on you it's he doesn't have to do anything or really solve it but I just need someone to hear Mm -hmm. it you know what I'm saying definitely and he is so great and so kind and patient with that. But he was like, he the other day said to me, do you know what I feel like you should start doing? You should maybe like just journal. Like it might help. Like you get your thoughts out on paper. And I said to him, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you, what does that mean? And, and I was like, okay, yeah, I know. Like I, my journal right now, it's like an entry from 2020. And then I have like three entries from like 2021 mm-hmm. and like six from 2022 and I'm just like so inconsistent Mm -hmm. and after he said that I was like you know what I'm really going to prioritize that because I just think for like mental health it's so important to just like write everything out like really like sit in your thoughts reflect and like I think it's also fun to look back on stuff and be like wow look at the place that I was at then and then look how I have grown like look how I've grown I think that journaling is so beneficial um and so with that yeah I'm doing I'm journaling more and I think it's great I think it's great and my boyfriend's so happy about it (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much well we are cheering you on through this journaling journey I thought you were gonna say that he bought you a journal and handed it to you was like please use this (laughs) (laughs) 
No, that's going to be probably the next time I call him, he's probably going to just ship one to my yeah. house being like, well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. This is for you. Um, <laughs> but no, I love those episodes. I think they're so great that you guys thought of to do that. And I think, um, I don't know, it's like a neat idea. I haven't really seen that anywhere else. And I think it like, it dedicates a time. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is my time to do it. And then, I don't know, it kind of just keeps you on track with it. So I thought that was really cool when you guys brought that up. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, they're my fave. <laughs> I'm hoping keep spreading the word. I will find other people yeah. who love these oh my episodes. God, I will. <laughs> Everybody listening, <laughs> go. Um, so okay, so with that, like with journaling and just like the thought of like reflecting, looking back on your life, what like in your twenties, what do you feel like you have started to do that has bettered your everyday life? Because I think when we're in college, we kind of are in just, like, the hustle of everything. There's so much going on. And then I feel like when you graduate and you're in, like, your your 20s, really, is the time that you realize, like, I really got to focus on me and figure this out. Are there any things that you guys have done individually, together, that have really, like, just bettered your everyday life? Mm-hmm. I think journaling is the number one answer for me. I think yeah. it's because... I've been single through my 20s, so I have, you know, my sisters that I was talking about, I have a great family, but I don't have that one person who's just dedicated to me, like you were just saying, Mm -hmm. Alina, but just going to my journal, ranting, or using it as, well, actually, no, it was a lot of just, like, ranting at first, but then I was like, well, I have this notebook, and it sucks that the only time I open it is to just rant when things are bad in my life so I started also writing about when things were good in my life and then that kind of turned into a little bit of goal setting and what I wanted out of the future and all of a sudden I just started kind of realizing that some of the things that I had wrote in my journal I feel this is like a plug for journaling but well it's evolving you know but I know um, I wish we were like a journal sponsor yeah. we yeah. need like a no anyone anyone listening like <laughs> please help us yes exactly <laughs> But I feel like I started looking back on my journal entries and being like, wow, I feel like manifesting is a big thing right now, like in the TikTok space. And everyone's talking about manifesting and lucky girl syndrome and all these things. But that was actually happening to me where I was like, wow, I wrote this in my journal in 2018, even if it was just like a trip I wanted to go on or uh, like literally anything. It could be small, it could be big. And I wrote it down in my journal totally forgot about it and then I'm reading back on it two years later and I'm like wow that actually came true like this is crazy so I feel like that has been helpful and then like I was kind of saying over time it's evolved into goal setting and then that's been something that I feel like has really helped me through my 20s in figuring out what I do want going back to that whole idea um, just holding me accountable to like trying new things or chasing after what I think I want and learning through the process so I'm like a crazy goal setter, which is also kind of under an underlying theme of our podcast. But I'm like, you know, that girl who's setting her yearly goals, then breaks it down into the monthly goals. And then I'm sitting down with my agenda on my weekly. Yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. But then I'm like <laughs> sitting down on a weekly basis and, you know, not necessarily setting weekly goals, but just seeing what can I do this week to help my monthly goals come to life or to actualize them. And I feel like doing that just gives me such a strong sense of purpose. And I feel like that's something in your 20s you lack is that sense of purpose and that sense of who am I? You know, what am I doing? What am I doing it for? And you might find you're doing things for the wrong reasons if it's people pleasing or whatever it is. So I find just those things have been 
really helpful in me knowing who I am and like developing that self-awareness and that is just like so good for my mental health and something I try to like practice somehow on the day-to-day yeah I love that I think that like setting goals is so sometimes people kind of assume that setting goals are just like setting yourself up to fail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think the way that you're looking at it is in a positive way like hey look what I can accomplish and then when you accomplish it it's like oh my gosh this is so great and it's totally it's all a positive like thing yeah um and yeah I I love that it's like benefiting your mental health I think that's so important Mm -hmm. and I love a good weekly monthly yearly goal like you go (laughs) like I love that (laughs) I need to do that like I said, the weekly goals, not so much, but it's like, you know, small actions that I work into the week for the bigger goals mm-hmm. that I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> I think I am going to agree with goal setting. Like before the podcast, I would never goal set or it would be like I'd make a New Year's resolution like I want to be skinnier. And then it's like, what does that even mean? I don't know. And then it's like, I would feel bad because I didn't achieve it, even though I'm like, that's not even a goal and it doesn't make any sense. And so like through the podcast and through talking to Sadie, I've learned how to set goals to achieve the outcomes. Like it was almost like I was selecting the outcomes as goals. So now that I have sort of that understanding, I've found that it's made a huge difference, especially if like there's an area of my life that I'm not enjoying like if I'm like I am not into my work and it's driving me crazy I can focus all of my energy into setting goals focusing on the podcast or focusing on my health or focusing on making my home nicer whatever it is and it's just very rewarding and it sort of like gives you perspective to change the things that you have control over instead of just being like Mm -hmm. my life is a disaster I don't know what to do if you have the goals that are like do yoga every day for this month then you know like that's something you can control you can do it and then you feel great at the end of it yeah yeah to your point about like say you know something in your life isn't making you happy and and sort of like recentering your focus to something else that does make you happy I um the last couple of weeks I've been in a weird funk and I've been like very aware of it and I can't figure out what it is and I realized that I've been traveling so much and all over the place that I hadn't had my routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, I'm a routine girly. Like yeah. I, I have a routine. I have things that I like to do during the day and I like to work out whether that's like a walk or, you know, my actual workout routine, whatever it may be, but like movement. Mm-hmm. And because I had been traveling so much and going back and forth, I didn't get that in. Um, and my routine was all out of whack. And so I realized that in the last week and a half I got back into that routine and I've realized that like that is the one thing that keeps me happy and sane and I think I think in your 20s it's so up and down like every you know your life can just go anywhere and there's so much you know pressure on certain things and I think setting goals and finding like a small pocket of like peace or happiness that you know is just going to be there and that's your thing is so important because whether your job sucks or you just broke up with your girlfriend boyfriend um 
like whatever it is, you have like the one thing that you know is going to really like get you back into your, you know, like in yourself. And I think that that's important to find. So I think with the goal setting, it's like that's that's going to set you up to find it if you don't know what it is yet. So I love that you said that. Yeah, we are big routine people also. I know like we've had a couple episodes where we talk about that. I think especially like Sadie returns to her like parents home for long stretches of time sometimes. And it's even Mm -hmm. harder, I think, to keep a routine when you're like reverting to your childhood self. And yeah, we talk about this a lot. Yeah, 100%. I feel like those are actually all the things I wasn't even thinking about routine, but I feel like that's also a good, good answer for this question because it all really is tied together. You know what I mean? And it's also using your journaling time to be like, what's working my routine? What's not? Because for me, even I find at the beginning of every season, my routine changes completely. Like we're mm-hmm. here in Canada. So right now, like our days are so short and so dark, but slowly they're starting to get longer. And I find now I'm like able to get out of bed in the mornings where, you know, through January and through December, November, I wasn't. So I wasn't able to do like my morning yoga. And then I was beating myself up about it. And it's like, no, you know, like even just being taking that time to know what's working, what's not, how you can change it. I don't know. I think there's a lot of power in that, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so what – let's talk about, like, work because – ew, that was <laughs> gross. I hate that transition. It's like, yay, let's talk about work. But I want to know um, – <laughs> what you guys do and how you've kind of navigated like the work-life balance and do you guys work remote like what does that look for you because I think nowadays it's so different and that has really attributed to people's mental health as well so I'm so curious yeah well I am a project manager and content specialist at an ad agency that like specializes in film and television and so my day-to-day is like making TikToks for children's shows and that kind of thing. (laughs) But I work from home and this is a job that I've had on and off for four or five years. So I do think that if I wasn't working from home, I don't know that I would be able to do the podcast just because the commute time, like we said, we live in Toronto and it is crazy trying to get across the city. So it's saving me a lot of uh, commute time working from home. And it's given me more time to focus on the podcast and the social channels for the podcast and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I work, whoa, sorry, my voice just cracked. (laughs) For me, (laughs) I work in social media um, on the ad side, but I work for a footwear company so on the retail side as well so basically I'm that person who's following you around the internet to serve you targeted Facebook and Instagram ads Um, but yeah I feel like Tegan and my we talked about this on the Salem Me podcast we were on together but just we come from different backgrounds but both in we both have skills that benefit us on the podcast but they're different Mm -hmm. so Tegan's like always editing our podcast audio because you know she's an editor that's what she does and like she's very good at that side of things since that's what she does in her nine-to-five job and then for me I take on all of our promotional stuff if it's posting on social um in that 
sort of marketing lens. So we just make kind of a power team when it comes to the podcast, (laughs) which is nice. However, I think on that note, you talk about work-life balance and that's something or balancing even the podcast and work. And I'm not like a balance queen at all. I struggle so badly with finding balance. And I think even though it's great, we both have these different skills that benefit our podcast, it also can really burn us out because it's like the last thing Mm -hmm. I want to do when I shut down from nine to five from my social media job is open my personal computer and just keep working on more social media. And Tegan probably feels the same way about editing videos and TikToks and the podcast audio and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like we're, we haven't mastered the balance, but I think it's also just like communicating with each other. And since we've been doing this for a while now, it's also just taking the pressure off and just kind of, I don't know, accepting done over perfect sometimes, which is I think hard for both of us. Um, But we're trying, we figure it out bit by bit every week, I think. And going back to the whole routine piece, I think we're both really big planners, which really helps us like, Tegan can tell me when she's going on vacation and when we should pre-record or if we Mm -hmm. have like one of us has like a really big work meeting like we're probably not going to record the podcast that night because we'll be unwinding from that or you know whatever it is um it's obviously easier since we're best friends and like I said talking all the time to be like open with each other but I feel like that's really the only way we strike a balance because otherwise it's kind of impossible (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, balance is a made-up thing. I don't believe it. it. I, like, I think so many of us strive for it. And it's, like, the whole um, buzzword is, like, finding your work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, where? How am Mm -hmm. I supposed to do that when I work? Like, I'm currently podcasting out of my room. My bed is behind me. This is where I worked all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, exactly. And, like, I think it's just, like, it gets to you of, like, the rhythm of things. And with what you were saying, Sadie, I, I too work with social, I work in social media. So it's like, I'm doing that all day. I'm running the podcast, Instagram, I'm running my business. I'm running, Mm -hmm. you know, my clients, Instagram, like I'm doing all social media all day. That's my life. Yeah. And it's like, when does it end? You know, but I mean, we love it. We love it. We're, we, you know, we're blessed, but like to a point, like it gets to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, where is the break in all of this? And I think going back to the routine, it's like you, you have to find some sort of routine where it breaks it up. And yeah. that's like what I try to find every day is to like leave the house, go for a walk, be outside, do something that's like moving. That's not at my desk. I'm like, do not disturb queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like trying to block it out because I think also, there's so much pressure with like being in your 20s and trying to be like so successful and I think with social media we see so much and we've seen like for instance like Alex Earl right now is everywhere and every girl is like dang it I should have done that and no one could have predicted what happened to Alex Earl like this was like crazy she blew up in three seconds and um but it's, an, it's a comparison game of, like, oh, I want to be as successful as that. Or, like, I'm seeing this and I want to do that. Like, am I doing enough? And, like, believe me, we are doing plenty. Like, we're yeah. doing so much. And I think if you looked – if you rewound, like, 20, 30 years, like, we are doing way more than people were doing then. And um, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for that because we are maybe stuck at home and we think that we're not as productive. But – really like we're doing so much and you can only 
you can only handle so much too. Like, oh, I don't know the the whole like societal pressure and social media aspect to it is so interesting to me. And I like, I don't know, I can talk in circles about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, totally nailed it on the head. And I think the other thing with Alex Roll is like. I somehow got on the side of TikTok where it's just, like, people asking her questions and, like, hoping she responds. <laughs> but a lot of them are also <laughs> from guys, which, I don't know, maybe other people are on the side of TikTok right now. But a lot – some people have been, like, how does she have the energy for all of this and, like, you know, all of this stuff? And how does she go from this event to this event to this event? Now she's married. Now she's – you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, yeah, literally, like, like you're saying, that's the thing with social media is you just kind of see – the highlights and I know that's the most cliche thing to say but it's like realistically if that were me or if that were you because you want it to be you and you're the one beating yourself up over not being consistent on TikTok and not becoming an influencer whatever reality is if that was you you'd probably be coming home every day totally exhausted you know what I mean like totally drained not taking time for yourself and like your mental health and there's kind of repercussions to that extravagant life or that life that looks extravagant that you're probably not seeing so yeah it is it is interesting how social media plays into it but I could also talk about it forever (laughs) (laughs) I also like I won't lie I thought about that I thought about okay like if I was Alex Earl lol um (laughs) but I was like if I was Alex Earl like would I be okay like would I seriously be okay because you're right she bops from event to event. She, by the way, I don't know if people listening know this. She's in college. Like, she's a senior in college. Yeah. Like, she's doing school. Yes. And she's, like, managing all of these different lives. It seems like she's, like, five lives. And she was at, um, like, a Dubai trip. And, like, the next day mm-hmm. she's, like, getting married to a frat man and her sorority. <laughs> it's, like, what is going on? Like, she's doing so much. And then I saw, like, yesterday she, like, went to Trader Joe's. And I was like, oh, so she's just like us. But then she's like, yeah, I I mean, I got all these groceries because I'm finally home for like one second. And that's when I kind of was like reflecting on that. I was like, wow, you know, she really is all over the place. And us Mm -hmm. being routine girlies, like I would die. Like she's flying from city to city. She's at every event. She's like getting styled and buying all these things and like getting all these but it's like to a point it's got to burn you out at some point like she's got to mm-hmm. be exhausted and I just don't think I I mean no one's asking me to be her but like I just don't think I can do it I really can't yeah it's not oh, in the, yeah, it's not we'll in pass my on the opportunity <laughs> yeah grateful but no thank you <laughs> it's too much it's too much um so with that like what have some of the societal pressures that you guys have seen has any of them really gotten to you or have you just sort of blocked it out and you're like you know what I'm just gonna do me I'm gonna live life the way I want to live life I kind of feel like I don't know if it's just me but when I started working virtually and working from home I was so much more focused on my appearance than I ever was before because like I stare at myself on screen for like eight hours a day now when I like I would never look at myself because I'm not crazy (laughs) so it'd be like I'd look at myself as I go out the door you know if I use the washroom at work I'd see myself in the mirror but that was it compared to now where it's like I'm staring at myself all the time and then there's this sort of expectation I find especially comparing myself to my male co-workers and how we present ourselves at work and 
I don't know, maybe it's because I'm in a creative field. So it's like I work with men and they show up in a t-shirt that's got like a rip and like a stain. And it's like, oh, look at him. He's cool and creative. But then if you don't wear makeup on a call, people are like, oh, are you okay? Are you, did you sleep all right? So yeah it's kind of that's so interesting that's so interesting I love a double standard I that's such an interesting point I never thought of that of like looking at a guy thinking on zoom for instance Mm -hmm. like how creative does he look and then how that's so you know I I'm so over all of that I think um I to your point like I almost felt the opposite in the office because I like had to yeah I had to like dress up and then I was like what am I gonna wear am I gonna look good enough am I gonna like and then the guys are rolling up I guess same point guys are rolling up in like what are they wearing I'm like I'm in like slacks a nice business professional shirt I'm wearing heels today and and you're wearing that it's so interesting the way that like the expectations are set for male and, and females yeah, they even, I think, I can't remember the stat now, but it's something like it's much more expensive to be a working woman because of the money that you have to spend on clothes and on makeup. Like, it's something like women spend $5 a day on makeup, and that's the expectation for them to go into the workplace, even though statistically women are paid less than men, and yet they have to spend more money to be perceived as workplace appropriate. And this is through the lens of like white women not even talking about you know black women with certain hairstyles and like it's a very complicated issue but it drives me crazy it's so interesting I remember seeing years ago and it stuck with me a video of basically walking through it was like a, a split screen and it was a woman on one side and a man on the other and it was walking through their daily routine of like they wake up all the products that they've used and all the products they've paid for and then like at the bottom was the price like Mm -hmm. it was just like counting everything they had the man woke up he brushed his teeth with like two dollar toothpaste and a dollar toothbrush shaved his face with like some shaving cream and a razor showered with like the four six and one like body wash shampoo like I don't even if it's more than two that's disgusting I don't know what else they think they're like washing themselves with but it doesn't need to be five or three or whatever it is and then they go throughout their day and basically like we rack up so much money because of all the products that we are targeted for Mm -hmm. and we have been told that we should buy and then they jack the prices up and it just it is it's so interesting how much money that like women spend like on an annual basis versus men and yes women can be maybe bigger spenders anyways like I know most women do love to shop Mm -hmm. but with that like were we like programmed to be like that because we we do we feel like we need the stuff to be better or like do we need do we like strive for I need this clothing and I need this makeup because that's what that's what looks the best. That's what people are selling me because like that's better than what I have. So I need to buy it. Like is that programmed in us? I don't know. But it it's so it's so interesting. I remember the first time I brought my boyfriend, um I had to run into Ulta and bought just like some foundation one day I was out. And I got one thing 
and I ran up to the the counter, he scanned it, whatever, came out to $40. My boyfriend grabbed my arm. He was like, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. He like tried to stop everything that was happening and be like, I think they just like triple charged you. He was so worried for me. I'm like, no babe, that's, that's correct. And I, and he, the jaw, the jaw just dropped. He was like just flabbergasted. He was like, there's no way this tiny bottle of foundation is that much money. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I could go to Elf and get a $2 one, but this is just the one that I happen to like now. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And, like, this is the world I live in. And I have to replenish it. By the way, this is not going to last me all year. Like, yeah. I have to go get this again probably in a month or so. And he was just, like, once he realized how much things cost for me, he was just floored. Because he doesn't – men don't deal with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. It is interesting. And, like – yeah i'm a big sephora shopper and i'm like yes we have the foundation we have the mascara we have the perfume but then it's also like the 10 step or 10 step skincare routine that comes before it for your skin prep and (laughs) it just never ends they win it's fine (laughs) um (laughs) with that how like how is your dating life okay so taken you're married right so how Let's talk about that. How has that been? Like, when did you get married? Like, tell us all the the deets. Sure. Yeah. So I got married in October 2020. So it was like full on, at least in Canada, it was full on lockdown. Oh, so yeah. we eloped in my parents' backyard. And then we had like a fake wedding the year after. Like everyone knew we were married already, but we just like did it again for pretend. And yeah, I married a guy that I met on the first day of university. So we were both majoring in the same thing. And yeah, we've been like best friends ever since. Him and Sadie, I'll say. We're both all best friends. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, uh, I want to say like third wheel of your guys relationship <laughs> but it's except like Sadie and Tyrell are like sometimes closer they're very similar yeah, I was gonna so say. they kind of have like BFF energy yeah, yeah. we're I love that yeah we're like that. the same person I feel like we're Tyrell's just like he's yeah I don't know just the exact same exact same as me so we bond that is for sure <laughs> yeah so fun so were you guys friends for a while at school or like when did you guys start dating and then how did all of that play out yeah well we were friends for like I don't know two or three weeks which felt like a long time when you're like 17 but then (laughs) thinking of it now it's like that's ridiculous but yeah so we were friends we were both film majors and so it started with like well let's go find our classes together and then like let's study together and then yeah we started dating right away pretty much and have been together it'll be 10 years in the fall so it's been so a journey and we've I know it's nuts and yeah we've lived together for nine years wow so yeah oh my gosh okay so question for you with the living with him how has that been? I have this segment called Ask Elena, and um, we recorded the episode last night that came out today, and someone wrote in, and basically, like, they're living with their significant uh, significant other, and just was, like, really struggling with that, and I think the dynamics were just different, as she was expecting mm-hmm. it to be. How was it, like, living with him? I guess by now, you've kind of figured it out, but, like, what was that, like, initially like? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it only works because his love language, like, is acts of service. Like, the way he shows love is acts of service. (laughs) So he's very much, like, on top of keeping our house together and that kind of thing. Whereas, like, I'm not. Like, we're almost opposites when it comes to a lot of our home stuff. He's very much, like, a cleaning person, whereas I'm an organization person. So we can combine sort of forces that way, I guess. And yeah, we like root a lot of our relationship in honesty, which is hard because it's almost like, I don't know, you don't want to be too open with someone, but I think to make a relationship last that long, you have to be. So we try to talk things out and yeah, yeah, try to be I don't know what the right word is like make sure we're aware of each other like I know that he likes a clean house so I'm not gonna trash the house and leave it that way I don't know like it's kind of like respectful but yeah yeah, rooted in honesty and being able to talk through things yeah I love that I think that's super important being able to like really communicate like genuinely communicate with with your partner yeah um okay so Sadie what t- let's talk about your love life shall we I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right great let's do it I'm like putting everybody on the spot like what's wrong with me um but like I would love to talk about like just what your experience has been and um likes and dislikes from just like everything going on with you and and your dating life I guess yeah so I'd say I feel like I mentioned this already earlier how through my 20s I've been very like dedicated to self and just like figuring out who I am and I think a big part of that has been building my career so up until the pandemic so like I was when did I graduate college I'm trying to even think I think it was like 2017 I think and so there was kind of the two years three years I guess before the pandemic where I was just like living my best life as a single gal in her like um yeah younger 20s and I was very focused on just building my career living my best life like I wanted I knew I wanted to live on my own without roommates so I was like chasing promotions I knew I also had a very expensive like cost of living like I like to get my nails done every three four weeks I like to travel I like to shop I buy all the fancy stuff at Sephora so I was like I need to bust my ass now so that I can actually live this life that I've been journaling about and that's my goal is to like live out So I didn't really prioritize dating at all. Of course, I lived like on residence and whatnot through college. And that was a lot of fun. And like you got to meet people that way. But after that, it was just kind of like dabbling in the apps. And I feel like if you've been single forever or for a long time, you just reach a point where you're like, no, these apps are not it for me and you need to take a break. So I, you know, would go through spells with that as everyone does. And then the pandemic hit and I was really questioning everything like it was a big identity crisis for me because I was removed from that life that I was so obsessed with where it was going out getting my nails done going out for dinner and drinks with my best friends every single night after work and you know just really removed from this life I had built and I live alone now without roommates and it was just very lonely like I use that word lightly because I feel like I don't really feel lonely and that's why I wasn't really motivated to find someone but through the pandemic things obviously got lonely when you are limited with who you can see how often you can leave your house all of that kind of thing so 
I feel like just internally, I was also starting to accept and see why people have boyfriends. And maybe that's a stupid thing to say, but I'm 27 and I've never had a boyfriend before, like a serious long-term relationship. So to me, I was like, I just don't understand. Like, this is just somebody else you have to factor into your dream life and who could potentially prevent you from (laughs) doing what you want to do. Like, that's just how I viewed it because I was so set on this dream life. So... I feel like through the pandemic, though, I was like, oh, I get it now. And just things started to click for me. And even just like watching Gilmore Girls, I was like, this is clicking for me. Like Lorelai has this whole monologue in one of these episodes or one of these seasons that I absolutely love. And she's talking about how she can do everything on her own. But sometimes she just wishes there was someone else to show up when she can't be everywhere at once. And just, you know, somebody to help her make her life that's great but make it even better or to help her out and I was like wow this is clicking I understand why people why people have partners and through the podcast and stuff and just talking about how much you have to do through your 20s I feel like I was always just like well that's just the way it is and I have to do this and I have to do it on my own and it's up to me all this stuff where I'm just coming now at the like later half of my 20s to realize yeah, you have to do all this, but you definitely don't have to do it alone. So I feel just in the past few months, I've been like talking through this a lot with my therapist. That's another thing we talk all about on our podcast is we are pro therapy. (laughs) It'll change your life. Yeah. So it's just been a lot of, you know, like working through my hyper independence and how that is actually a fault and kind of like limiting me from experiencing that whole side of life. And it's okay to ask for help from other people and that whole thing. So I feel like now I'm the most motivated I've ever been to date. And Toronto was also in like the longest lockdowns I feel like in the entire world. That's probably me being dramatic, but through (laughs) the pandemic, like it was impossible to date. You were just kind of like getting to know people. And I don't know, it was just like, sorry, getting to know people on the apps and like via text and FaceTime. And it was like, this isn't it. But now we're, you know, back living life and I'm just feeling motivated. I have that reason and purpose of why I want somebody and I've accepted it's okay to ask for help. So that's kind of motivating me. And now it's just like, okay, I know what I want. I've journaled about it extensively. So now it's time to just like put in the work and find them and stay dedicated to it. As dedicated as I am to this podcast that we've had for three years, you know, so... (laughs) So actually, Tegan and I have an episode coming out on Valentine's Day, and I'm going to do a shameless plug. I hope that's okay. But check it out because it's all about rounding up the best (laughs) dating advice from TikTok and then just like implementing it in your life for 2023 if you're looking for a relationship. So I'm really pumped about that episode because, like I said, it is definitely a focus for me this year. So, yeah. I guess we didn't really talk too much about my love life, but we talked about no. My- that's really yeah. fine. I yeah. I loved that honestly. Like, I feel first of all, I have so many friends just like you. Okay, so I have so many friends that um, I live with one, and she's right upstairs, and I want to grab her and be like, "This is you. Look at this." And <laughs> It's so interesting to me, like, so she never, she also, like, has never, well, I guess she, she's, like, one, she's had one boyfriend, but we're 25, and she no longer has that boyfriend. Yeah. But she has very similar personality to you as someone that found 
you know, I, I am career focused and Mm -hmm. I have goals and I like nice things and I, that's going to be my, it's going to be tunnel vision for me. That's going to be what I'm focused on in my twenties. I don't care about men. Like she'll, she'll never seek men out. And, um, she's just, she's tunnel vision. And that's, I respect somebody like that. I Mm -hmm. love that about like anybody. I think that's a great quality to have, but yeah, to your point, like maybe to some extent it could be a fault because then you're, you're not really like allowing yourself to, to, to get good things that aren't just that one thing you're focused on. Mm -hmm. And that could be like friendships or relationships. It could be whatever, but I think that's like a really interesting point that you bring up that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Um, And I think there are so many people that have not dated in our 20s that maybe feel alone in that. And I think Mm -hmm. it's totally fine if you were focused on one thing and maybe you're coming around to being like, yeah, maybe I am ready for that. So I love that journey for you. And I think... um, Every, I'm pro therapy. We love therapy. We like, we talk about it here all the time. Like, I think that's great. And I mean, I'm excited now. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I want to like see how this journey unfolds. Yeah, I know. I feel like everyone's very excited because I don't know, going kind of back, I guess not to like go on a huge rant, but I feel like that's another societal pressure, especially as a woman is like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you are expected to chase after is getting married and having a baby that's it so as I'm getting older in my 20s it's becoming even harder because people are like the first question people ask me is oh are you seeing anybody or let's talk about your dating life and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like we can but like let's not dismiss all the other areas of my life where I feel like I'm killing it and I'm so proud and it's okay if you don't notice that I just got my nails done but like let's talk about the promotion I just got you know so it's tough Mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating because like the first question I asked my therapist was like what's wrong with me like why because if that's what everyone's asking me is like you know have you met somebody have you met somebody it's like what's wrong with me? Like, why don't I even care about meeting somebody when everybody else cares about this so much for me? You know, like it just, it wasn't making sense. And I feel like I also really looked at it as like, but I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And like, I feel like I'm figuring out who I am before I'm jumping into a relationship. And I feel like that's setting me up for a relationship better going into it, knowing who I am, you know, and really chatting it through. It was like, there's no right or wrong way to go about it and like we're all on our own path we're all on our own journey there is nothing wrong with you if you're going about it differently than say Tegan is who's your best friend the same age you know but we're doing things differently so I feel like that's also been a big thing to wrap my head around and that's also kind of helped me remove that shame or like remove that pressure on myself too but being able to like openly talk about it and be like, yes, this is the way, this is who I am and why I am the way that I am. And people being able to relate to it as maybe I feel like I've also gotten on like late bloomer TikTok and I'm like, okay, this may be a stretch just because I haven't had a boyfriend, but I get it. Okay. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) um, I feel like it is kind of like a shameful thing to talk about for some reason, but I feel like the more I do talk about it, the more I'm like connecting with people who are in the exact same boat, like you were saying about your friend. And it's actually Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, another thing that's just so comforting and like relatable when you do find those people out there. So I feel I just talked in a whole circle, but yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, so to your point, though, I think it is super frustrating. Um, and I think sometimes during holidays is when it gets brought up the most of, mm-hmm. like, are you dating anybody? Or yeah. if you are dating somebody, it's like, are you going to get engaged? Yes, or if you're exactly. married, it's when you're going to have babies. Yep. Yep. And it's just the questions. And I, I think that it, it's, it's like, why is that our only value? Like, mm-hmm. why don't you ask me about my career? Like you said, like, because I'm killing it, by the way. Yeah. And I would love to talk about what I do for a living because I'm passionate about it and I love it and I'm doing really well. But, like, all you seem to care about is if I'm dating anybody. And I think that's really just disappointing. Um, I also think that maybe it's a generational thing. And mm-hmm. now, like, when we are grandparents and parents and we are sitting at a, you know, holiday dinner with our kids and grandkids, we will ask the questions of how are you doing at your job? Are you liking it? Like, you know, how are the people that you've met in life? And what's your – you know, we would ha- we we're going to have better questions because – or at least I hope we do that because we're sitting here complaining about the questions that we get. But yeah, there are so many times where I've guests on here, um, women specifically that talk about the pressures and how society has just like deemed like certain ages as that's the time you have to do this. And then mm-hmm. at this age, like this is the time that you need to do that. And I think it's it's always going to be in the back of our heads. There's never going to be a time where we are just like, I mean, you can be a free bird and you can do whatever you want, but it doesn't mean that it's not still in the back of your head because you were grown up thinking that at this age, like for instance, when I was a child, my cousin got married at 25. So that, for some reason, I decided in that moment at that wedding that that was going to happen to me. And I was basically going to copy her entire life. Yeah, we've all <laughs> just, been there. Like, timeline-wise, like... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of just, like, okay, cool. So, like, she did that, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to find my boyfriend, and then I'm going to get married by 25, and then I'm going to have kids when she... I'm going to buy my house when she did, and then I'm going to have kids when she... And I'm... No. Like, <laughs> and I just think that every woman is so valuable and so many different aspects of life, And I think that focusing on that alone just, like, is so demeaning. Like, it's like we're so much more than that. And so I love that you brought that up because I think think it needs to be a bigger conversation because I think it's just still – it's still going to be in the back of our heads. It's still there. But the more people talk about it, the more we're all going to be like, okay, they're – there are really no rules to life, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It takes us back to, like, that. Like that's kind of what I was saying about what I've learned in my 20s, or the biggest thing I've learned in my 20s is we're all literally just figuring it out as we go. Like, there's not there's not a yeah. blueprint like you were saying. My sister, she was in the exact same boat as you, where she was, like, she literally had on a Bristol board for a school project a life timeline. Why this was a school project, I have no idea. <laughs> what class it was for, I have no idea. But she did it way back when she was in, like, I don't know, grade four or something. And she had it forever. And it was very much that. It was like, by 20, I'm going to be married. By 25, I'm going to have my first baby. and we're, Or by 23, I'm going to live in a house that I own. By 25, you know, I'm going to have babies and all this yeah. stuff. And I remember, since she's older than me, she obviously hit all those ages, like, before I did. And I remember her just, like, getting, like, down in the dumps kind of about it, how it's not going to plan. And it's like so much has changed since a you did that in fourth grade like you're a totally different human now and like 
Life happens for everybody differently, and it throws curve throws curveballs at us all the time. So even if you have a plan, there's a chance it doesn't come to life, and you're gonna have to pivot. And that's just how it is. But again, it's going back like there's nothing wrong with that, and there's no shame in that. And I feel like that's why we both have our podcast is just to validate that experience. And it's okay to change your mind, and it's okay yeah. to be figuring it out. We're all doing it, so let's do it together. Yeah. I love that. Um, Okay, so I guess just like wrapping things up, um, what has been maybe twofold? Like what has been the biggest struggle of so far in your 20s that you've overcome? And then what's like the biggest thing that you've learned so far? I guess we kind of kind of touched on that in the beginning, um, but maybe something along the struggle, like something related to that or just anything that you've like really taken away from like the last handful of years yeah I think for me the biggest thing I've struggled with is confidence and confidence around work and imposter syndrome and I don't know feeling like I'm just making this up why is no one helping me and like you were saying Sadie realizing that oh yeah everyone else is just making this up too I think especially like when you work in social media and it's changing every day And so I think that's been kind of like a theme, I guess, throughout my 20s is trying to build my confidence. And the ways that I've done that is talking to a therapist and continuing to learn and doing like hard work at my job and almost like reverse psychology myself where I'm like, well, you're doing good. So you just have to believe in yourself because look, here it is. And so, yeah, I feel like as someone who's career focused, that's been my theme. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. This is like a loaded question for sure. <laughs> I think probably I'd say <laughs> yeah, <I'm- laughs> the biggest struggle is, again, kind of going back to just how crazy your 20s are and something like kind of one of the reasons we started our podcast was it's because not only are your 20s busy but it's the prime time for everything like I read this book a while ago called The Defining Decade I forget who the author is but um it's literally about that how like she has some sort of fancy education where she you know can speak to stats and research and whatnot a little bit better than I can but she's talking about you know it is the best time to get pregnant and it is the best time to also be building your career and it is the best time to be building your net worth and like creating generational wealth and making these moves at work but it like there's not really an answer to how do you do all that at the same time in this one decade you know this one chunk of time and how do you do it all well so I think that's kind of been the biggest struggle for my like for everybody's 20s but I think that really resonated Mm -hmm. with me is it's okay to not do everything or to kind of pick and choose you know if it's just for a year kind of going back to 2023 being the year I'm like dedicated to dating it's okay that 2020 wasn't or it's okay 2019 wasn't because that was dedicated to work you know I'm kind of taking it in strides but what I've learned also in addition to everyone's making it up is you got to learn to trust the process and I think I've had so many times where I'm like I feel so behind in this area of my life or this didn't work out the way I did 
and I just break down, you know, it's bad, bad for a week, bad for a night, however long. But in the end, it always comes around. And since I do have that journal to reflect on, or I am a very reflective person, I can always go back and be like, huh, that's interesting. Like, I was so upset in 2018 when I didn't get this job. But, you know, it then led me to meet this person who helped me get this job instead. And that's where I was meant to be. So it's all about, you know, life is like, like life sucks sometimes. Life is hard especially in your 20s, but you got to learn to trust the process because you're on, you know, you're on the path you're meant to be on. Even if you can't see it right now, just hang in there. Trust it'll all work out as it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love both of those. I think um, something that I've always said on the show is that you got to give yourself a little grace yes. because we are all just winging yeah. it. Like we've been saying, we're all just trying to do our best at the end of the day. And I think with all of the pressures coming from every angle Mm -hmm. in every aspect of our life, um, it gets to be a lot and our shoulders feel heavy. And I, um, you know, we all have the breakdowns of like, I literally can't do this anymore. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm having a terrible day. This isn't going my way. And I think that that all comes from the outside pressures and we just like, we let it get to us. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is important to just like give ourselves a little grace, like everything is going to work out in the end. And, um, we may, you know, we may need to be like figuring everything out right now, but you don't have to do it today. Um, like it's gonna, it's a, it's literally a process and it's like, you're, you're not going to do, you can't accomplish everything right now. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're like setting goals, like we've said, or like, you're striving for something or you're, you're doing something that you're passionate about. I think that's all that really matters. Um, and I think also just recognizing that like everyone around you is in the exact same boat. Um, and that you're like not alone in that. So I love that. I love, I love both of those. And I think that I could talk to you guys for eight more hours (laughs) on this. Um, like, I don't even want this to end because I'm like, I we could keep, literally keep going and people would have, like, an entire TV series to listen to of the show. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming on. Like, I really do appreciate it. It was so fun, like, when I met you guys on the podcast um, a couple months back. And, like I said, like, I literally could talk to you guys forever. Where can people find the podcast, follow you, all of that good stuff? I'll link everything in the show notes, but... Um, just for people listening right now that are wanting to go find it. Yeah, well, we are at our golden 20s on pretty much everything. We post mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but we have like a Facebook, a Pinterest, we have a Spotify, all that good stuff. And then our episodes drop every single Tuesday and we're on all the major um, platforms. And yeah, once again, we're our golden 20s. And it's every single Tuesday, you guys. It's every yep. single Tuesday. Okay, Dag, now we so really cool. can't miss an episode. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Talk about pressures. Like, ooh. Um, <laughs> thank you guys again so much for coming on. It was so fun talking with you guys. I could talk to you guys forever. Um, and this was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. 
That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.